Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participation restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome back to Talk of the Tune, a Newcastle United podcast. My name is Will, and as usual, I'm joined by my good pals and co-hosts, Hodgy and Gray. All right, lads? Well, hello. Very good. How are you? Very subdued start for what is going to be a very exciting podcast. Yeah, I'm very good. Thank you. Good weekend so far. Just got a lot better. Recording <laughs> on Sunday, the 2nd of Avril. We've just beat Man United 2 for Connell. Get in. How have your weekends been? Let's go to Monsieur Hodge first, because I can hear Gray's drinking his beer. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Much better towards the end, to be fair. Like, a really, really good end to a, a weekend. Taking three Just points. A weekend. <laughs> Just <laughs> taking three points off Man United is always very nice. Delicieux. Gray, how's your weekend been? It's been very good. Spent most of it with our pal Hodgie here. Walking dogs, beers. drinking beers, and celebrating Newcastle leapfrogging Man United in the table. The beers have not stopped yet. Don't worry that. <laughs> I'm glad Monday is a fucking admin day at work. <laughs> nice little voice crack from Gray at the end there as well. Gray's probably going to be a lot more chatty in this podcast because he's had a few beers. And at his age, a few beers really affect him quite badly. What do you mean? Anyway, it's at Gray's age. I'm older than him. <laughs> Yes, but you're also an alcoholic. <laughs> it is my job. I'm only five days older than you, man, so it's not like... Yeah, well, those five days make all the fucking difference, don't they? <laughs> I, bet, right, I, bet, I, I bet you can't wait till Thursday. <laughs> what does that mean? We'll be the same age then, won't you? Five days. Wait, no, that's never going to work. Wait, what? No, because no, you... Oh, nah, Your birthday's not in April, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've had a, you've dropped a claggy here. Also, because no, it's five days ahead, man. You'll be feeling now how I'm feeling. It also sounded a bit like a threat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just wait. Just you wait, wait for them five days. How fucking have you? <laughs> anyway, ice, icebreaker <laughs> questions. Not that we need them. Haven't known each other for 20 plus years, whatever. Let's go to Hodgie for this one. Hodgie, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? A man wants burners watching it. <laughs> <laughs> could you could you translate yeah but you never seen Berners watch the tv show on bbc when you were a kid it's where he could stop fast forward rewind time and no that. i know is that a superpower though yeah man said bernard watch. <laughs> yeah. man said Berners watch man listen uh, i think no, that's no. a good point from gray actually because like if you're buying or it's an object that's got superpowers does that really give you super it's like dr strange 
All right, well, subwatch for click of finger. I don't know. Like, what, what do you want from me? God, a fucking mad one, you. I wish I had gone to you. Subwatch your click of finger. What the f- is that, is that Latin? That's not what I say. Come on. There's going to be loads of Hodgesms, but I didn't say any of that. <laughs> Definitely. It's like, shut up, man. Great. Do you want to go for a more conventional superhero power? I mean, it's similar to Hodges, but mine's just like time travel. I think that'd be quite cool. <laughs> Bernard Watchman. Everybody wants it. Yeah, but I don't need a I don't need a watch to time travel. You need a watch. I so what don't do you do? What 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 do you do to time travel? Do you just like think hard or something, or you know, like click my fingers or something? Fucking <laughs> 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 hell! All right, thanks for asking, lads. If I and had will a go power, as well for time travel as well. <laughs> it's certainly not going to be fly, is it? So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, imagine <laughs> a massive phobia of flying. I'd love to tra- travel at some speed in the air. <laughs> I do hate flying. No, if I had a superpower, it would be the 50 pence piece from the Queen's nose. <laughs> <laughs> or, or the demon headmaster. I don't know. God. If we're going down that yeah, fucking route. We're bringing back some 90s kids programs. Oh, what a TV show there as well. <laughs> I don't know. If, I reckon if I was a superhero, I'd be like Hancock. <laughs> just, you know the Will Smith one <laughs> pissed up drugged up <laughs> superhero just getting in the way <laughs> I tried so hard not to say something there yeah, it was along the lines of cock we all we were all thinking it great it's fine <laughs> um, right onto the foosball so yes as we say we're, we're recording on the back of this amazing fucking win against Manchester United at home as customary I say as customary it's the second time we're doing it Hodge, if you could sum that game up in three words, what three words would they be like? I'm uh, channeling my inner grey from last week, and we are annoying. <laughs> my God, he's actually done it. He joked about it. If you haven't been here in the pre-recording where Will has just gone in on the grey about <laughs> using the same fucking we are and just inserting another word <laughs> into the end. Different fucking sapulets. I have fully changed it just to piss you off, Will. <laughs> oh, thanks very much, mate. Very kind of you. Gray, what are your 17 words? Uh, sorry, three words. <laughs> uh, I can think of two. It's just, uh, yeah, we wanted it more. That's four. That's four, isn't it? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's better than you wanted six earlier, say, so well, like, we're getting there. Wanted it more. There we go. There you go, wanted it more. We'll take that. That's good. Well done. It only took me three fucking goes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go for Eric Ten Twat. <laughs> I hate him he's a fucking rat he's got a team full of rats but we'll come on to that anyway say so there's a few of them yeah there are quite a few rats today anyway let's get on to the game so we now find ourselves third in the Premier League after that excellent victory we leapfrog Manchester United to go third jeez what a game Gray you were there talk us through what it was like at the ground well to start pulling out all the stops again, like the flags and the Gallagher and Leeds were just just mental. Just so good to be back at St. James's after the international break. Just atmosphere was bouncing and felt just like people wanted it so much after Wembley and playing Man United. It was uh, incredible to be there. But then the game itself, although apparently we had less possession, we just dominated. First half, I mean, probably should have been 3-0 up. De Gea made a great double save. Longstaff Blazed over the bar, shock. Uh, he missed a header at the front post. Ah, he was offside anyway, though. Was it? Oh, okay. But uh, but Willock uh, missed a chance as well. 
and obviously had one of them saved by the hair who had a good game apart from when he took 20 minutes to take his goal kicks and somehow didn't get booked yet. Do you think that was a tactic? Oh, 100%. I mean, they did exactly the same in the cup final. They just clearly didn't want to play football. They just were here to cause a bit of upset. And it's disappointing to see. I know that we've been accused of it and especially earlier on in the season, we did, <laughs> to be fair, probably do it more than we should have done. Just time waste and take a while to get the ball back in play. But I mean, come on. It's so blatantly obvious when you're doing it from the second minute. And yeah, I mean, we just ran them off the park. Felt like we dominated it. We had, was it 26, 27 shots? 22, six on target. It felt like a lot more. Unreal. But like, it was just a complete transformation. And we've been saying for the last few weeks that we, we look like we're struggling to score goals or create chances. That was so far from the truth today. We just looked like a team who were out to actually cause some harm. And we played on the front foot. And two-headed goals as well. Yeah, I mean, Maxi didn't probably have his best game, but he squared that ball across the face of goal incredibly well to Willick, put it on a plate for him. And a hell of a ball in by Trippier for Wilson to flick on. And it was so good to see all the Man United fans walk out after that first goal. Sweet to see. Yes, it was a good game. I mean, we've just beaten Man United 2-0 at home and Gray spent the first four minutes talking about De Gea's time-wasting. <laughs> uh, it really, really sets a tone for the rest of the, the podcast. Hodge, we weren't fortunate enough to be there, but I mean, the atmosphere, again, for me, it was tangible through the fucking screen. I was the only Newcastle fan in the pub, but I made it very much known. How are you feeling? Amazing. Where I was today, everyone was Newcastle fan and there was frustration. What, in Newcastle? Yeah. <laughs> well, there's, there's, there's more Man United fans that live outside of Manchester anyway, so it could have been either or. They're all in my pub in London. <laughs> yeah, but it was really tangible. Like, even though the, the sound obviously wasn't super high up or you can never like see what, what actually goes in the crowd, but the way that people were acting, they were just like, it was intense. People were just up out of the seats, just cheering on the boys. And it was really, really good to see. I mean, there was a small part of me was thinking, here we go again. We're going to have fucking everything go our way, but that final finish and we'll lose one nil. But the way that it actually ended up was fantastic. And I mean, I've texted so many people just the word dominant. <laughs> and I, I think that doesn't even sum up how we were today. It was just amazing. Like we were on fire. Every single person who either started or came on was 100% in it for the win. And I'm so glad we got it because it, it really means a lot to kind of get back at them for, for what happened a, what, a month ago. You're totally right. I mean, you can just absolutely tell that Eddie Howe and the team have sat analyze that game to absolute death for the benefit of this match and you're right we, we totally ran them off the park I think we were better in every single position on the pitch maybe not goalkeeper because obviously De Gea has made a few good saves and he can actually use his feet unlike Popey um, but we have absolutely dominated them you, you're right Hodge and I think it's the best way to come out of the international break is just everyone firing I thought it was going to be one of those games again where we're absolutely all over them. First 20, 25 minutes, then it became the first 30, then it was 45, it was the first half. Where are these goals coming from? When are we going to get these goals? If we're having all the chances, you just had the feeling of one of them ones that's going to turn around, they're going to get a goal late on, they're going to nick all the points. But thankfully it wasn't the case. I think the big difference this time was the fact we started Alexander Isak instead of Wilson. Although, funnily enough, Wilson came on and got his goal. Gray, do you think Isaac was the big difference today? I mean, we've got so many players on our team who just seem to have monster engines on them and he just 
runs and runs and runs and he's so quick as well he just the way that he set the tone like a lot of teams playing sport would say oh we press from the front and he's just the epitome of that he's always there they take their goal kicks when they finally get around to it he's straight there in their face Murphy was up there with him just those two pressed incredibly well today there's just that sense of excitement like when he's on the ball you just don't know what he's going to do it's almost like Maxi was two three years ago Wilson, I'm a huge fan, deserves a lot of credit, but it's good to have that completely different dynamic which Isaac brings, and he's just so exciting to watch. Yeah, unbelievable. I mean, you could pick any single player on that pitch and they've played absolutely out their skins. Hodgie, I mean, you touched on it earlier, and we've already said we thought it was going to be one of them ones that doesn't go our way. Arguably, people like Willock, although he did score in the end, and Longstaff should have been doing better with their chances, especially Willock in the first half when he blazes that one over after Maxi cuts it back, do you think? I mean, we can look at it and be like, who did what? And at the end of the day, the win is the win. But there's one or two that really stand out. And I think it's Willock's first effort. And you just think, come on, man, like that's variable. And then the second one as well is why you're trying to take the skin off it. You're so close to the keeper. If you get a good contact on it, he's got very little to go upon. So. The guys can be hard done by, but the fight was there and it was enough to get it over the line in the end. And I'm just happy that we're we're literally talking about us coming away victors because in the end, as a revenge match and basically a six-pointer when it comes to who finishes top four, top five, I'm just so glad I'm on the the right end of it. I mean, I think having played them so recently gives us a big benefit of the doubt that Eddie and his team are a big bunch of analysts and they will have known exactly what their game plan was today and it looks like they've executed it perfectly. I don't know how much of it was Manchester United being poor, Gray. I mean, Wout Veghorst, who's their main man up front, I think had something like seven or eight touches in his entire 62 minutes. How much of it do you think is Manchester United being poor and us being good we need to give credit where it's due i think we were on fire today i don't think we'll see a newcastle performance as complete as that for well we said i don't think we've seen it so far this season yeah man united were bad but how much of that is down to man united players you look at like rashford as well who had doubts i think coming into the game after not playing for england or uh, withdrawing from the squad nine games i reckon and he had that one shot i think he looked very much off the boil and how much were they missing casemiro the way he played in that cup final for man united i think he's such a key component to their team and yeah i think they're missing him so you could look at it two ways but i think we've got to give credit where it's due and not talk so much about how bad Man United were, but how good we were as a team. And it's just so, so good to see. And if that's the way we're going to be playing towards the end of the season, it's uh, going to be very exciting to watch. And I can't wait. Agree with that, Hodge? Mate, anything can happen now. I'm looking forward to us just absolutely sinking in our teeth to the next couple of games going. Potentially six points from both West Ham and Brentford. I think Brentford's going to be the biggest challenge, but... Running in now, we've got nothing to lose and anything that happens from here on in is a big bonus compared to what has happened over the couple of years. So for me, who plays, who doesn't, who wins, who who doesn't, it's I'm I'm just I'm just happy to be in the situation where we aren't looking at that thing going, shit, we need two points from the next X amount of games to survive or anything. I'm just happy. I'm happy I've got my team back. And this season has been fantastic and 
we can only go from strength to strength with what we have and, and how the owners want to plan it out. So yeah, fuck it for me. <laughs> Anything can happen. He's dead emotion like. I mean, that's three games on the bounce score and two goals. They were very, very good goals today. How good was Bruno, man? Honestly, it was one of them performances that went a little bit under the radar, but he was everywhere. Nutmegging people, nicking the ball off people, putting in hard challenges, absolutely shitting up Bruno Fernandes. There's only one Bruno in this fucking league, and it's Bruno <laughs> Guimaraes. I'm not having any of this Bruno Fernandes shite, the little rat. There's only one Bruno, and he's ours. He was excellent, and obviously was a big contributor to the first goal. Some fantastic play from Alexander Izak on the edge of the box. Great feet again, gets it out from his feet, plays Bruno through. Bruno drops onto the back stick. Who's on the back stick? Maxi. Maxi heads the ball, by the way. <laughs> that's, first of all, blew my mind. I love the surprise in that. I know. An assist from Maxi, not a big surprise. It came from his head, huge surprise, and puts it on a plate for Joe Willock, who has this brilliant knack of finding himself at the right place at the right time. He was right there, and there was very little the Manchester United players could do about that goal. They just had to hopefully sit back and admire it. Great. How did it feel when that first goal went in at the ground? Hugely excited. Like, the place just erupted. It was almost like that sense of, you know what, we deserve this more than actually, like, the shock, which sometimes happens when we're playing a so-called Big Six team. It was just like, finally, wasn't it? We deserved it. It was a matter of time, it felt. I was on the edge of my seat in the first half because I was just like, oh, you know what's going to happen here? We dominated them and they're just going to get one against the winner play. The place just went mad, as you'd expect. And <laughs> I glanced up to the Man United fans who, who to be fair to them, travelled well, but half of them were already starting to walk out. And uh, it's God, just, To think yeah. how far they've travelled as well from all hey. over the world they've come. <laughs> <laughs> Two hours, 58 minutes from London on King's yeah. Cross Lane. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to say one thing. They, uh, I only saw one scarf, which they handed out at Wembley <laughs> in, the area, in their yeah, section. So that was, uh, that was yeah. Well, Hodge, do you remember being in London and up until us watching the match in Canary Wharf, we'd only seen one Manchester United shirt that whole weekend. Yeah, and that was on the way towards Trafalgar Square, wasn't it? And he was like, yeah. boo! And we're like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wrong place, wrong time for you, son. <laughs> But yeah, great. I mean, it must have been an amazing feel when the first one went in, but you're totally right. For me, sitting in the pub watching it, it was like, fucking hell, finally, how many more chances are we going to need? I was just absolutely peppering Hodgie with messages with, are oh, you going to fucking score here? It's going to be one of them ones again, isn't it? But great work from the boys. And I was sat there with me missus, sat there with Agne going, it's going to have to be two. It's going to have to be two. We're going to throw this one away. And thankfully it was. A whole raft of changes. I noticed... Eddie was getting ready to bring on three subs. So he was getting ready to bring on Gordon, Joe Linton, and Callum Wilson. We get that great goal, and suddenly Callum Wilson's being told to sit the fuck back down. <laughs> I mean, what a way, Hodgie, for Isaac to kind of prove his mettle and say, nah, you're not taking me off yet. I think at that point, going up and being like, right, okay, let's put these boys on and see how we are. I think he's, he had that power in that small period of time to be like, right, let's just let's just hold, let's make a couple of fresh changes and see see how it goes because the onus is not necessarily in that next five ten minutes to to score another. It is to right, let's cheer up. I think there's there's always that old saying of the next two minutes or next five minutes is key to how it all plays out because 
a team is weakest when they've just scored a goal because the players are like, yeah, get in, but also like your mind might be slightly wondering. So I can see why he did it. Um, and I think when he put Wilson on eventually was was probably the right time to do it. So, I mean, all, all props to Eddie and his team um, for, for their decisions today, really. Yeah, great squad selection, great team selection, great substitutes at the right time. I was going to say at the right time, he always makes subs at 65 minutes. So it's yeah. not as if it's like new. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Predictable. Yeah, Mr. Consistent. Great, you've got your hand up. Do you have any thoughts on timings of the subs? Just one thing I wanted to mention was that uh may have not been so noticeable watching on TV, but Gordon was warming up in his tune top and a bib from about 55 minutes, about 10, 15 minutes before we even scored the first goal. So I was wondering if actually how I was thinking about a change and then something happened in the game, which meant that Gordon was literally seconds from coming on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app, at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And then he just, for whatever reason, changed his mind. And I was watching Maxi a lot during the game and just felt like he was struggling a lot, like mm. running. He yeah. didn't look like he was moving well. He wasn't busting a gut to get ahead of a ball. He was always kind of wanting the ball played kind of sideways to him. He didn't want to kind of run onto it and that sort of thing. So I was wondering if actually did something happen about 55 minutes? And I know that Shah took a bit of a bad knock and things like that then. So I was just wondering if how he just decided, you know what, let's just hang fire. And like you say, just, just wait it out and see what happens and whether it's a bit of luck or genius who knows but it was uh paid off that'll be genius there was something that happened at about 25 minutes in and i noticed it on tv is where maxi was sprinting and knew he wasn't going to kind of win the ball but at the same time had that point where he went ooh, and he just completely slowed after that he was no no i want at my feet one at my feet so he obviously might have felt something go or had had some sort of premonition that things weren't going to go his way he managed his, his time for the rest of the first half quite well. He was only taking his bursts with ball at feet, never really running onto something. So I think there was something there and obviously went into the, maybe the dressing room half time and said, look, I'm probably working at about 85% here. And then he's tried to work something out and seeing how he could play on. But yeah, I think Gordon, when he came on, was, was great. Just really took to the game very well. Yeah, he came on and he managed to maintain the momentum quite well. He kept the pace up, which I think was definitely needed and keeping the pressure on them. And he was everywhere. And there were a few loose passes, which are to be expected when you kind of play in this bit part role that he's playing at the minute. But he was chasing everything down. He was pressuring the Man United players, which I think really was the big downfall. Our high press has worked incredibly well versus those guys. Every single goal kick they were playing out from the back. And the number of times I got them in trouble was unreal. And they just stuck with it. Diego Dallo had the time of his life yet again against fucking ASM. Like, he just didn't know what the fuck he was doing there. But on the flip side, I was going to say before coming on to the second goal, one negative that I picked up during the game was 
I thought we were going to see what we saw in the Carabao Cup final all over again. And that was the matchup between Dan Byrne and Anthony. The little rat. Him, Bruno and Ten Hag, fucking trio of rats. <laughs> but I thought Anthony was going to have the time of his life again against Byrne, which it looked like he was. And then Anthony's little face when he got subbed off was just like chef's kiss. Wow. <laughs> it was perfect. So he didn't think he had to come off, but it really highlighted the problem and looked like Maxi was struggling. Byrne just had no fucking support from that midfield position at all. So whenever Dallow and Anthony were bearing down on Byrne, he was very much by himself. So I don't know whether it's a case of Byrne being outnumbered and the problem we've had before, whether he should be supported, whether he should be tracking back, or whether it's, he's just not good enough as a left back. Still big question marks for me there, but he really does need some support. That support's definitely not going to come through ASM. Uh, Hodge, I think you had your hand up first, so we'll jump to you. What are, what are your thoughts on that kind of Dan Byrne, Maxi, Anthony, Dallow mashup? I think one-on-one with the little rat, he did really well, but obviously it's that support thing that we always talk about. He just and, stepped on him, didn't he? Well, fuck him. <laughs> he deserves <laughs> to be stepped on. He's just a, like, I, I just can't, I can't get behind the player that he is, but I think really Dan Byrne dealt with him as a one-on-one very well. He's just got left exposed. And if it comes to the summer transfer window and, and kind of moving forward, who do we want? We want someone who is consistent on all grounds. And we want someone who's consistent about getting back and supporting as well as allowing a better left back to go on. A stat came up and it was like 75% was going down their right-hand side to our left, which is obviously there's the weak point. But at the same time with us, it was all of our stuff was going on the stronger side of our thing, which is 80% was going down between Trips and Murphy. So there was definitely things to see there and, and clear to see, but I just don't think ASM's the right person to hold that defensive prowess. And Dan Byrne is obviously not the quickest to to react to things, but I thought he, he actually really put a really good shift in compared to last time where I think he got turned completely inside out. I think with him in training, being like, look, last time this is what happened. This time, try this, try this, try this. And yeah, it it worked, I think, this week. Just got to say that I think Dan Byrne, as much as I'm probably his biggest critic, and he's certainly not a left back, I thought he set the tone so early on, I think probably about 10, 15 minutes in, but he looked like he was going to get beaten for pace on the outside by Anthony, but he just managed to slide in, win the ball, and take Great Anthony tackle. out as well. Great tackle. That just filled me with like, yeah, it's kind of it's going to be his day. And don't get me wrong, there's a couple of times when he came charging up, got a bit too close. I think he won where Anthony just let it run through and ended up making burn and couldn't get back. But I completely agree with Will in the sense that ASM he doesn't necessarily cover defensively. And I think some of that possibly might be down to his little niggle or, or something he had today, but gotta give Bird a bit of bit of credit. I think he uh, he coped with that actually incredibly well. But on the flip note, if you actually looked at how Man United defended against Maxi, they had two players on him straight away. And, oh, what's he called? Shibitsu. Oh, uh, yeah. Shibitsu. M- Mitsubishi. <laughs> Shimon. <laughs> Marcel Sabitzu. Sabitzu, yeah, that's Sabitzu. it. Sabitzu. Yeah, so like Sabitzu and... Uh, Honda. <laughs> yeah, and Kawasaki. Yes, Sabitzer and Dalot doubled up uh, quite a lot. It's Dalot, isn't it? You you're, wanted you're Dalo. Dalo. You, you oh, wanted to. You wanted to bite so hard there. Oh, it's spelled Dalot, isn't it? So yeah. <laughs> Wait, whatever you do, 
do not go into football commentary, okay? <laughs> Please save yourself that. Mitsubishi and yeah. Dalot. <laughs> uh, anyway, I shouldn't be sitting here scrolling through Twitter, first of all, because I'm not paying attention, secondly, because it's winding me up. But we've got another rat to add to the list, and that's Luke Shaw. I'm just reading through all their post-match interviews and stuff. He's come out and said, I don't think they won it on quality today. I think they won it on passion, hunger, desire, and attitude. Yes, we did win it on passion, hunger, desire, and attitude. And quality, Luke. Yeah. You little twat. Oh, you little sense. dwarf. And then the next one that's winding me up, Ten Hag and his little shithousery's come out and said, Newcastle played above their levels. Above their level? What do you mean? Well, one place above you in the league, you twat. <laughs> and we didn't spend fucking hundreds of millions of pounds. The mind game's over. The game's over the game's done. Like we don't play again. Why? Why bother saying this sort of oh, stuff? Like it's ridiculous. Fuck. Bitter, bitter pills. Were we bitter about losing the Carabao Cup? Well, sorry. Yes, we were. But was Eddie Howe <laughs> bitter about losing it? No. He went. I'm going to analyze this to death. Has he done that? Yes. And have we beaten them second time out? Yes. There you go. It's the curse of Wembley. That's what it is. I'm telling you. <laughs> They've done another one of those behind the scenes. They've recorded Eddie Howe's dressing room speech after the game. Can't listen to it now, obviously, but I'll mm. be listening to that afterwards. I don't know anywhere else that does that. Is that a good thing? Arsenal, Tottenham. Do they? Yeah. Well, nothing. that's on the all or nothing thing. This is Sky Sports. I don't know anyone else that likes the Sky Sports cameras into the fucking dressing rooms afterwards. Anyway, that's enough kind of the negative side of it. The last positive and... What really put it to bed was Callum Wilson coming on. And we talked about a few weeks ago, we weren't getting enough goals from set pieces. Lo and behold, another goal from a set piece. Great. I think you talked through the first goal. Hodge, do you want to talk us through the second goal? I mean, it's just a great set piece and a great header, wasn't it? Just might not actually be that much to talk through. Just a belt of delivery and a fucking great <laughs> header right into the corner. Simple as. Like, and I was so happy to see him get on the end of it and hopefully it spurs him on and. Next couple of games, or uh, even this whole month of April, is going to be interesting because there's going to be a lot of change up because we've got a lot of games. Yeah, we need that depth. 100%. And Isaac having a great game and then Wilson having that goal and, and actually playing well, I think it can only do good for us when we either choose one or the other. I'm just really, really happy that Wilson's got that goal because hopefully it just helps him spur on when it comes to maybe it's his chance in the next game for either starting or still coming on at 65, 70 minutes to take the game onto himself and be like, yeah, yeah, I've kind of got this. So really, really good to see him get a goal. Cracking delivery, great header, enough said. Hopefully we're quite blessed. I mean, that's Callum Wilson's eighth goal of the season. That's nothing to turn your nose up at, like. And hopefully he can crack on now, as you say, and we can get another few goals out of him on our charge for Champions League football and try and get that across the line. Just seen another tweet from Newcastle. No time wasting required, dot, dot, dot. Love it. We are such shithouses now. And general shithouse is Jacob Murphy walking off the pitch, tapping his <laughs> <laughs> tapping his wrist as he came off I today. That. I love him. I love him so much. Um, anyway, yes. So, and well, another brilliant game for the Mags today. That's three wins on the bounce now. Hopefully we've put that little lull behind us. We now move into quite a busy period, as Hodges alluded to. I mean, next up we've got... West Ham United, which myself and dear friend of the podcast, Ali Fraser, are going to on Wednesday at, uh, what's their stadium called? Is it London Stadium? London, London Stadium. Stadium, yeah. Pretty shit name like, isn't it? But we will be there going for fights with all the West Ham massive, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Elijah Wood will be there. Yeah. <laughs> I am the Elijah Wood of that group. <laughs> Dressed like Frodo. 
going into that game, how we're feeling, Gray? Feeling confident? I mean, West Ham aren't in the best run of form. How do you think that game's going to go down? It's hard not to be confident after the way we play today. And I think we've got nothing to lose from now on. It's like, it's just onwards and upwards. Let's just give them hell. You've got to be confident. I think if we have another 22 shots against West Ham, surely we're going to get four or five goals as long as, what's his shitty face? Four or five. Martinez. Martinez plays Rosson Villa. Villa, yeah. <laughs> I told you, man, too many beers today. You think it's going to be four or five nil and Emmy Martinez isn't going to save any of the beers? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, who is just, it? I'm just going to give a... It's Fabianski. Is it uh, Fabianski? Fabianski, yeah, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Greg, I cut you off. How are you feeling for West Ham? Confident. I like it. There, he knows his words this time. Great. Hodge, you feeling the same? Surely the only way is up from here if we want to get that Champions League spot. The way that they've been playing in the last couple of games, I think their results have just spoken for like what is expected of them. I mean, the the loss to Spurs, the beat Forest, lost to Man U in the Cup, lost to Brighton, but then they drew with Aston Villa and then they beat Southampton. I think it just it just reeks of what they're expected to do. And I think the way that we're playing and where we're on the league and, and how we set up, I think it's going to be a loss for West Ham. I, I would like to put... Let's go 2-0 again. Why not? I said 2-0 today, so I'll say we're 2-0 again. Are we doing predictions? I didn't realise. Sounds like it, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, Gray, let's go straight back to you for your prediction. Yeah, well, I said 4 or 5, so why not go <laughs> Stick to it, lad. <clears throat> yeah, go 1-0. Go 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 <laughs> 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 1-0 West Ham. Oh, shit, no. Uh, yeah, 4-0. 4-0, the lads. Oof. Love that. Love that. You've taken my uh, my moniker as the outlandish one. Yeah, I, I mean, we've scored two in the last three games I think we might just about scrape this one away I think it's going to be a 1-0 victory for Eddie Howe and the Mags yeah what a great day what an excellent day for us absolutely buzzing after the weekend great way to end it and great way to go into the next week bring on West Ham but yeah Manchester United a game full of shithousery from us time wasting from them great quality dominance on the pitch and Jason Tindall nearly smashed Eric Ten Hag's face in. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I wish he had. Uh, but yeah, great. And on that very, very positive note for once, we will leave you. It's been good talking to you, lads. I'll try and make sure to get the microphone the right way around next time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I've not done the socials. Shit. I was going to say that. <laughs> You're having a shocker here, aren't you? I'm surprised he didn't. Uh, right. You can find us on all major podcasting platforms. So Acast, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Done that in a weird order, but there you go. Please go on there. Give us a follow and give us a five-star rating or review if you're feeling super generous. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at TOTT Podcast, on Instagram at TOTT underscore podcast, on YouTube and on Facebook by searching for Talk of the Tune podcast. Boom, bow. There we go. Right. Smashed thanks it. very much. Thanks, Gray. Thanks very much for joining us. And we will see you in the next one. See you later. Bye. Who the fuck am I united? <laughs> yes, boy. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.